Welcome into the NBA Morning Deuce. It is Monday, January 11th. It is 10:30 Eastern on Pacific, or excuse me, 10:30 p.m. on the East Coast. I almost said 10:30 Eastern on the Pacific. I don't know what that would have meant. Wouldn't have made any sense. I thought, yeah, I didn't know if you had flown out for this episode to, uh, to Cali. No, but um, uh, national championship games going on right now. So if you are watching, if you end up watching this live or mm-hmm. listening right after the show when it gets posted, appreciate you because I'm sure a lot of people are watching national championship right now. But if all you care about is the NBA, like us, you're in luck. But for the second night in a row. We've gone a little bit off of what our normal routine is, which is generally speaking, every night we try to wait till at least the second half of the games for that night to be able to recap every game at the end of the night and talk about every game. But for the second day in a row, and it seems like this is going to become a theme now with the NBA this season, uh, the games seem less important tonight once again. Now, that being said, there are two games still going on, the Raptors and the Blazers. The Raptors are up 11 on the Blazers in the first quarter, and the Kings are up by two against the Pacers. Again, the games just don't seem to matter a ton right now because the league, it seems like there there's some trouble brewing. And we talked about it a lot yesterday, but it got worse today um, as – Today, in the middle of the day, we found out that two more games have been postponed by the NBA. One was tonight's uh, Mavericks game, and we know that the Mavericks, Maxi Kleua, uh tested positive for COVID on Sunday. The Mavs had to shut down their practice facility uh, on Sun- this weekend. They didn't have enough players to play against the Pelicans today, so that game got postponed. And then Tuesday night's game, which is... The Celtics versus the Bulls has also been postponed. Now, for those of you who need a little refresher, the Celtics versus the Heat was postponed on Sunday, but not because of the Celtics, because of the Heat not having enough players. But the Celtics were only going to have eight players because they also have a COVID situation going on. Now they don't have enough players to field a team, so their game is postponed. Now, the interesting thing about tomorrow night to go along with this is the Heat are scheduled to play the Sixers tomorrow night. The Sixers only have nine players right now because of the COVID situation, and the Heat still haven't left Boston because they have seven players on the health and safety protocol, including Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Goran Dragic. They don't even know if they're going to be able to go to Philly to play tomorrow. So there might be a by tonight, by tomorrow morning, we may find out the Heat are still in Boston quarantining, and they there's still yet another game to be postponed. Um, so that is the short version of where we're at on, you know, four games have now been postponed this season entering week, the fourth week or, you know, the teens as we, I guess we could call it of games, right? Every team pretty much has played about 10 games and now four games have been postponed and it doesn't look like the postponements are going to stop anytime soon. Um, I guess the league and the players association met today or had a discussion today. There was a call from with the league, which I'm assuming by the league, that means Adam Silver. 
and the GMs. And tomorrow there's a board of governors meeting that is supposed to be discussing how to tighten up the protocols, uh, including re-examining shoot-arounds, practice lengths, pre- and post-game socializing on the court, and restrictions, um, restarting signing and tighter rule. I guess restarting signing meaning maybe getting more players and tighter rules on wearing masks. Uh, my immediate reaction to all of that is none of that fixes anything. None of that fixes this the issue that they're... That it's, that, I don't know that tightening things up is going to fix things because it doesn't necessarily... I mean, unless that's their way of saying, we know the Wizards gave everybody in the NBA COVID. Teams are giving it to each other, right? Like within the team. So how are you going to avoid that? I don't think you can. I really don't think you can. I mean, it's going to happen. Guys are going to get it here and there. And this is what we discussed a lot in the offseason. It's just basketball it like you're going to the whole team is going to get it or a huge portion is going to get it just well and we also did say if you don't get it you're not playing hard enough exactly yeah because it's just it's just part of the game is being that close to the other person so i mean the bubble was just so perfect and i know it's really not feasible for for a whole season but i just don't think um this format of the nba and a global pandemic works but um, how long, like, I, I guess the question becomes, <clears throat> like, for the NBA, I understand there's so much money on the line. And they, they, they kind of have backed themselves into a corner now where they have to play because they've claimed they're going to lose so much money. But you also have to wonder, like, how long can you go with postponing games and just putting the product out on the floor that they're putting out there? Like, that Sixers game tonight, even with Joel Embiid, it's like... It's oh yeah, stu- it, w- it's, it's just dumb. wasn't even really watchable. Yeah, it's just, and it's like, I mean, imagine if Joel Embiid got hurt in that game. You know, I'm glad they pulled him after what 23 minutes, something like that. But like, but that is going a pro- out there, guys are going to get hurt. But that yeah, that's the 100%. other part of the problem is a lot of GMs are concerned. GMs and coaches are concerned. Like for example, Jason Tatum has to sit 10 to 14 days. What's he doing? Like it that you can work out in a in a in a gym or on a treadmill or go run on a track or do whatever you want. You could do all that stuff all you want. Sitting 10 to 14 days in the middle of an NBA season and then just jumping back in. There's nothing like playing the games. Right. I mean, right? It, so the contact. The, 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 the concern it, yeah. around the league now is becoming when these guys have to sit, now they're, we're throwing them right back into action. There's going to be more injuries. And by the way, there's already a ton of injuries this year. Like more, I, I know there's always a lot of injuries, but I'm, we'll even talk about just in terms of tonight's games, how many players did not play tonight, not even because of COVID, just because of injuries. And you have to assume that part of that is um, shortened, quick turnarounds from last season to this season, whatever, whatever it is, there's something because there's a lot of injuries happening yeah. in a very short amount of time. No, I definitely believe they're related for sure. Um. So I just don't know if I, – I, I don't know that the Board of Governors could come up with any type of protocol that's going to slow this thing down other than potentially pausing the season and reevaluating. Part of me wonders if they just want to kind of push this through with a terrible product early in the regular season and just hope, hope by the end of this, you know, they get to the playoffs and 
you know, guys have antibodies and, and the people that are going to get it have gotten it and gone through that. But I just don't know if that's possible, you know. I mean, it is possible to get it twice from what I understand, but I don't know. I think that's very rare. So, like, yeah, maybe if you're the, the Celtics in the heat, it's good to get it out of the way early, you know, have your out your outbreak out early, and then, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I just, I, I know if this strikes come playoff time, like, they're in huge trouble because then I don't know how any of this works in terms of rescheduling your, your, your schedules all off. Yeah, well, the way it's happening right now, there's nothing – that should give anybody any confidence by that by the time they get to the playoffs, this is going to be fixed. Unless every team has gone through this and, and is is less vulnerable, but I don't even know if that's the case. Yeah, well, but the but I guess the problem becomes like these guys aren't sitting out because they all have COVID. They're sitting out because they were around someone who had COVID. The tracing, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, by the time we get to the playoffs, maybe one or two guys on each team will have had it. But that doesn't mean that all the other guys won't have to sit if they're near somebody or somebody gets it. Yeah. So you're still going to have roster issues. And 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 I'll say this: the whole like adding more players and signing more players, it's putting. I mean, it's putting a a, a bandaid on a gunshot wound. And it's me. also more people that you can be in contact with. More people. But I'm just saying, tracing. like, yeah, I, I like, know what you mean. It, yeah, it, it's, it, it's it doesn't help the league to just throw a bunch of G League players and and you know, two-way contracts out there to yeah. play shitty basketball. Like, I feel like at the end of the day, it, the fans are already not happy with the way this is being handled. And I don't imagine that any fan base is going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just happy they're playing games. I, You know, I, I don't care if Jamal Crawford comes back at 50 and, you know, plays for me. You know, like... Yeah, I... I definitely don't agree with that. I mean, it's it's really not that well, He great. was one of the players who was, who's been vocal about it. Like... Yeah. Expand the roster, sign G League players, bring guys. There's guys that are ready to play. We can play games, but like, there's a reason you're not in the NBA, bro. Right? Like, we're we're not just. It's not like okay because our protocols are not good. We're gonna give opportunities to guys who are not good enough to be in the NBA anymore, or we're never good enough, like some of the G Leaguers. Like, mm-hmm. so we're just gonna give a bunch of opportunities to get to guys to to play NBA games just because we messed up the protocol. Because we can't, it just, there's no, it doesn't seem like right now there's a right answer. And I don't understand, again, maybe I missed something. But this seems like already worse than other sports. Uh, Baseball had a big, big scare early on Mm -hmm. that I think matched this, but then they got through it. Um, But I I don't think the NFL, I mean, this this is getting kind of, this is getting crazy, especially um, with like just the limited rosters it's brutal mm-hmm. and i i read something today i honestly i didn't even click on it because it disgusted me but somebody was saying you know this might piss you off but shouldn't we get these at the nba teams the the vaccine and that's a huge no that cannot ha- like that right that's not an option the, the the vaccine has to go to vulnerable people like these healthy guys are not going to get it that was that, that was that was that just like some random person on twitter or was that no 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 that was like a, an outlet whose name i will not say but it was i couldn't believe what i was reading and i would say it unless you work for them it's not your outlet is it no it might be <laughs> so. um but yeah i mean i just it's yeah it, it no that obviously should not be an option um because then you open up a whole well, first of all, because it's just not the right thing. 
It's right? completely immoral. Yeah, it's just completely right? backwards. Like right? the healthiest people on the planet shouldn't get the vaccine. So we can enjoy basketball. It's asking. No, I'm just – and but also like even – like even let, – let's just say every, everybody was equal. Like there, it wasn't professional athletes or, or regular – you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, but they were what – like me and you should get it before the NBA players because we're definitely not as healthy as them. Yeah, if you're going to line you know up I mean? everybody to put that's, them in order. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I shouldn't get it. I'm right. I'm relatively healthy 34-year-old. Like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm probably going to be okay. Like, I actually had this conversation with my parents the other day where they were like, if you had the opportunity to get it right now, would you get it? And I was like, no. I, like, if I get COVID, I'm going to be fine. Right. Probably. Like, obviously, there's the outliers. Right. But at my age, I might get really sick. I might lose my taste or whatever. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I'm going to probably be okay. There's other people who much desperately need it. I'd say probably 95 to 90 to 95% of the NBA players need it way less than I do because they are peak physical human condition. Yep. There's probably some guys with like underlying conditions that maybe need it more. But other than that, they are the last people who need it. Right. And they're all like in their 20s too. They're like, mo- the majority of them are 10 years younger than me. Yeah, they, they, exactly. So that to me, I'm just, I raised the point because that's not an option at no. all. Like we're, they're going to have to figure something else out. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what they figure out. You, 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 I mean, you're right. And everyone's been saying it like the bubble, at least for the NBA, seems to be the only real option. Um, but that's not going to happen. Players would never agree to a long-term bubble. I saw some people saying like, what if they had like multiple bubbles where they did like four different bubbles around the country, but that's still, that's not the problem. The problem is not like where they're going or who's, or the logistics of having so many people in the bubble. It's that Mm -hmm. players are not going to spend 60 games. They were already talking about, and rightfully so probably how stressful it was just being in the bubble for the playoffs. Yeah. So it's just, they're never going to agree to it. I just don't know. I guess until the, I mean, Really, the only way anything's going to get done is if the players become out like vocal. We've seen in the NBA the pe- the players do have the power. So until players like until LeBron James comes out and is like, "All right, the NBA is not putting us in the best you know position to be healthy," they're probably just going to keep going with the way it is. That's the realistic thing because it's not like these thirty owners are going to get together tomorrow and be like, "Let's lose money." Like right. They're going to figure out a way. They're going to figure out a way to put the product on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to the players if they feel like they've been put in a position to fail or to or to put themselves or their family in danger. Then that's when something will get done. But I haven't heard a lot of outcry from the players yet. Yeah, I haven't either because I, I don't think they. I mean, of course they're worried for their families, but they're they're not like they're not at too much risk of being in trouble with COVID themselves. Right. But maybe maybe that'll maybe that'll change because obviously it's a huge concern, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it, we'll see what happens with this Heat game tomorrow. Don't don't you think there's like a fifteen percent chance the Heat play the Sixers on I don't Tuesday? Think, yeah. I, I, How I could they play? Even if even I mean, I guess I guess if the Heat have eight players, that all you need is eight. And then you're going to. But play again, eight, it's eight it's dangerous it. for your guys too. Like you don't want uh, Embiid having to play major minutes on a back-to-back and if but if, at the way your team is right now the way the Sixers are if MB doesn't play major minutes you're not going to win games right I mean oh if you're the Sixers you 100% want that game rescheduled like mm-hmm. you don't want to go out there with Dakota Mathias getting 40 minutes <laughs> well I guess if if the Heat don't have Bam Goron or Jimmy Butler and it's eight on eight then 
guess it's evened out. I guess, but I'd rather just play a real Tyler Hero over Tyler Hero versus Tyrese Maxey game. I think the Heat have the best player on the floor in that scenario, unless Embiid's playing. I don't know. Ty, Ty, Tyrese Maxey had a pretty historic game the other night. I love F- that guy, by the way. Fifteenth player in NBA history to have thirty-nine points with no free throws attempted. That that almost seems impossible to me. But it's yeah. wild. Um, all right. Well, we'll see what happens with the Heat game. But as I mentioned tonight, there so one game got postponed. There were. I keep forgetting to count before we do the show, but uh, what was there? Seven other games? One, two, eight, three, four, seven. five, six. Seven other games. Five of them are done. Lots of blowouts. Just constant blowouts. That's all this league has become every every night. Just blowouts all over the place. The only game that I think wasn't a really a blowout was um, Memphis-Cleveland, which actually ended up – Memphis ended up winning by 10. It was very close until like the last – I actually watched that game because I had money on it. Um, but that was close until like the last minute. But there's only one. There's there's two games that we can talk about that had relative importance, the like storyline importance from the night. But I think my overarching storyline, I kind of mentioned it already, is that it's not just that these teams are getting hit by COVID, right? And you look at all these games. So the Magic get blown out by the Bucks, right? They've now lost three in a row. Marco Fultz is out for the year. Jonathan Isaac's out for the year. Evan Fournier missed his sixth straight game with back spasms. Okay, injuries. Philly, obviously the COVID stuff, but Ben Simmons is out with an injury, right? Knicks, blown out by the Hornets. Obi Toppin missed his ninth straight game with a strained calf. The Wizards end up blowing out the Suns which is a whole other story, but no Russell Westbrook for the next week who has an injury and Thomas Bryant torn ACL. And then Grizzlies, they end up beating the the Cavs, right? Without John Morant, without Jaron Jackson, but the Cavs don't have Colin Sexton or Darius Garland once again. These teams are just totally injury riddled. And it just seems like too much of a coincidence that it's all happening right at the beginning of the season in a shortened off season where they're playing games back to back and all this just... It doesn't. The product is not good right now. Yeah, that, it's that's probably the overall storyline. Yeah. It's just not good. And it sucks to have to do a, this show every night and constantly be like, "The product's not good. The product's not good." But what can we say? Like, how can we like with a straight face talk about the the, the Memphis Cleveland game? Like the idea of this show is to come on and like break down what happened in the games for the night. But what like. The four best players in the game are not playing, essentially. Five, right? Kevin Love? He's, he's not. Oh, yeah. Right. Kevin Love's still out for them, for for uh, Cleveland. So the five best players on two of the worst teams in the league anyways <laughs> like are already not playing. Like, What are we going to break that game down for? Right. And just look, look if Isaac Okoro went for 30 points, we'd of course talk about that, but he didn't. You know, it's not like we're, we're not disregarding all these games. It's just no. they're, the storylines here. But they're don't, blowouts. They don't when exist. You know? There's a lot of blowouts. Like um, Milwaukee beats Orlando. Not a lot to talk about there. I honestly didn't even look at the box score of that game because it just seemed pointless to talk about it. Orlando's so injury riddled. Milwaukee's going to win games. It is what it is. Um, I mean, your Sixers against Atlanta. We basically just broke it down, right? Nine healthy players. Joel Embiid played 23 minutes. Of course they're going to get blown out. And 
That being said, I I put a little money on Philly money line just because the Hawks have been a mess. So I was like, maybe they'll really like self destruct in this mm-hmm. one, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. So I guess good for them for beating a hobbled. I, I did see one Philly fan on Twitter who was watching the game with the sound on. I I did not have the sound on, but was watching the game and said um, that I guess the Hawks announcers were like. Uh, uh, talking about how a short the shorthanded Hawks came in and and just blew this uh, a tough team out of the That's out tonight. Are, are they aware of Dakota Mathias? I, I don't know. I mean, but the the Hawks are shorthanded too. By the way, yeah, they haven't yeah. had they haven't had Gallinari basically all year. Bogdanovich and Rondo are both out. Like they're shorthanded too. So it, it's just it's the whole league right now. It's it's unfortunate. Um, there were two interesting. There were two games just from like a storyline perspective, that were very interesting. One was the one that I just mentioned, which is Washington blowing out Phoenix for multiple reasons. One, your one of your overreactions yesterday was that Russell Westbrook's career is dead; it's over. But the other one was Kevin O'Connor came out today and said that according to sources, Scott Brooks is very firmly on the hot seat after starting two and eight and then they come out without Russell Westbrook after starting two and eight and just beat the brakes off of Phoenix, who we also talked about yesterday. We both agreed second best team in the West. So very interesting game. Brad Beal, another great game, 34, 12 for 12, 22 from the field. Um, and Robin Lopez had a double, double, you know, Rui played well. Uh, Bertans had 18 off the bench. Like, they actually looked decent. Yeah. Without uh, th- Russell Westbrook. This was kind of a game. Remember, I said one of our earlier overreaction shows about blowouts becoming a thing. And, and the point is, teams teams will pack it in with, with a horrible start. Like, this first quarter was 29 to 15, you know? Mm. And then the, ne- the Suns go on to shoot four of 27 from three. Um, to me, this is a game you just write off for the Suns. I mean, if you go 4 of 27 from 3, you're just not going to win. It's just not going to happen. Um, the most interesting thing is the like the Wizards have won one game with Russell Westbrook, and they've won two without him. Like, it's, it seems ridiculous to say they're a better team without Russell Westbrook, but, I mean, they, they have no business beating the Suns. Again, the Suns played horrible. I think this is one you write off from their end. But maybe Brad Beal is the type of superstar that, or or maybe Russell Westbrook just really isn't. Um, a it, maybe huge it's just contributing really, factor to a winning team. Maybe it's just really hard to continue to try to to fit a square peg into a round hole, and that's what every team seems to be doing with Russ. Yeah, um, because he does change the way you have to play, and if he's not efficient, then it does mess you up. He's ball dominant. He can't shoot the ball, um, yeah. And and Brad Beal, it's it's the same situation as it was with Houston, right? Like he's now played with two guys, arguably the two guys right now in the NBA, other than KD, that you want the ball in their hands every time, right? Like those two guys, who better than them to have the ball almost every possession, at least try to get it to him every possession? Then you have a guy like Russell Westbrook who thrives on high usage rate. Right, and can be left open on the perimeter. <laughs> so right, well, like, he, when you, when he's off the ball, you're kind of playing like four and a half on five. Yeah. Because he's still a threat to like 
like cut to the basket, yeah. do something. But yeah, he's definitely not a, a threat to like like you said. You can obviously leave him open. Right. I mean, it's just, um, I, and you know, basketball fans know that like spacing is one of the biggest weapons that you have on the offensive end, and you lose it with Russell Westbrook on the floor without the ball. It's just, it's a fact. You can't space the floor, and that makes things easier for the defense. Yeah. So Did, you know what this actually started to, what this reminded me of a little bit when I was when I saw this situation, when I was, um, it's it's a little different, but it's the same kind of principle was um when i the year i worked in memphis with the grizzlies we had alan iverson um and we started off the year one and nine maybe or maybe two and eight it might have mm-hmm. been two and eight just like this there was a lot of talk at that point there was a lot of talk around that building that if we lost our next game lionel hollins was out or the next couple games he was out. And I don't know who convinced who, but we we waved AI. Like, at the 10th game, waved AI. And I think between that point and All-Star break, we had the second best record in the NBA. Wow. It just totally changed the, the locker room. It changed the dynamic. And I'm not saying that Russell Westbrook is like that. I don't know what he's like. I just know, like, dealing with AI for that little amount of time, there was a very, very... like. There's certain guys, right, that no matter what, uh, you're never going to be able to tell them anything about who they are or what they've done in their career and where they stand as a player. So, like, Russell Westbrook is former MVP. He's been in the NBA Finals, um, triple-double three years in a row. Like, there's just all these things. So no matter what point he's at in his career, he's going to think he's the man wherever he goes, no matter what. No matter what he says to the media, and I'll tell you why I know that, with AI, when he came to Memphis, right, um, he it was kind of the opposite. Like with the team, when he was in the locker room, he's like, I'm here for you guys. I'm, you know, this is, you know, we're a team. I'm here to just play the role and this and that. And then as soon as those cameras came on, man, I'm a... I'm an NBA MVP. I've scored 20,000 points in this league. I'm a starter, this and that. And it really fucked up the team. It really did early on because that was the questions were like, is Mike Con like, does this organization have faith in Mike Conley? They brought in AI. It was fracturing things. And then as soon as he left, boom, everything clicked into place. It just reminds me of that because it's a personal experience. But like, mm-hmm. it seems relatively similar now. Um, that team also had Zach Randolph and Marcus Gasol. So they had some players that were coming into their own. Rudy Gay was on that team. O.J. Mayo, before O.J. Mayo got kicked out of the NBA. It's a little bit of a different situation in terms of... And Lionel Hollins, who I still think was a very underrated coach, got fired after winning 50 games. You know, This team doesn't have that kind of talent. But maybe the Russ thing, maybe him not playing really is good for them. It might be. And again, I'll, I'll say it again. This is not like the Suns and who they are, but another uh, this game against the Jazz coming up in two days will be a good look. I think Westbrook is set to miss that as well, or no? Do you know? Top He's out for a week. Okay, so... At least. At least Yeah, I mean, I'm very interested to watch that game and see what they look like, because it, it could be that exact thing, that this, this offense can't find a rhythm with 
I mean, you know, you want Br- Brad Beal to be ball dominant, right? Mm-hmm. And now, and then to have two guys that ball dominant can really affect everything going on on the court. So maybe the subtraction of the lesser of the of those guys really helps this offense. Yeah. I, I truly believe it, and I think they have young pieces. I, I, I mean, I don't know what Rui Hachimura's ceiling is, but he's I know he's a solid player. He's um, David West ish. Bertans we we know is an absolute dead eye. Um, I don't know. I mean, let's see. No, it sucks that they lost Thomas Bryant. Like, I yeah, would be that, interested that, that to see rough. how they played without. And here's the thing: you may hate Raul Neto, right? You might yeah. hate him, but he makes more sense because he can shoot. Like, he just that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Like, he he, he he's obviously not a great player, um, but he started tonight, and they beat the shit out of the Suns, and he played well. I mean. Isn't that all you can ask? Like, Russell Westbrook's been having one of the worst years of his career. He sits. They beat, what, the fourth or fifth best team in the NBA right now? I think mean, one of the best teams in the NBA right now. Yeah, beat them handily. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, it, who do they play next, you said? The Jazz, which I think is a good kind of barometer. Yeah. Game. That's a really, really solid defensive team. Um, they, a good team. They, they've been getting beat up. Yeah, they're I not think playing. they won their last game or so. I don't know. Um, so the and then the other game tonight that I th- that um, was it's fascinating. Something fascinating is happening in Charlotte. Okay, they win their third or fourth in a row. But Gordon Hayward, by the way, this guy who not just us, this this was not just me and you. Everyone shitted on the Hornets on Michael Jordan. On basically, if there was a person who could who could crush this contract that they gave Gordon Hayward in the offseason, the it, it got crushed. There was not a do you did you ever did you see one person this entire offseason who was like, Yeah, it makes sense. No, I did not. Gordon I Hayward hammered, had, I hammered it very hard. Oh, I destroyed them. But I it just didn't make I was because well also because I was in Charlotte when we signed him to an offer sheet. And then he stuck, and then he stayed in Utah. So when I saw this happen, I was like, "Oh, this is just MJ, like, being competitive, being like, I finally got my guy." Mm-hmm. You know, um, Gordon Hayward's averaging 23, 22 and a half points a game, 50, 40, 90. He had twenty eight in the first half tonight. He ended up with thirty four, I think. And a, I think it was just a week ago he had forty four, a career high. This dude is playing out of his mind. The Hornets, who sh- who have no business being good, are six and five, and are on a roll right now. I know they're beating bad teams. I, I know the Knicks are are have regressed back to being the Knicks, which is fine, but you still got to do it, right? It, it still has to happen. It's not like going out and getting twenty eight points in the first half against any team is just easy to do, especially if you're overrated and not worth the money you're getting paid. This guy, I know it's only eleven games in the season. But he's I, – I mean, I don't even remember him. He didn't do this in Utah. He wasn't get, having 44-point games, 28-point halves in Utah. He's playing the best basketball of his career. Yeah, and I mean, you, you honestly need that. They need that for Charlotte to be 6-5. and five. They need every ounce of this guy. I'm just not I, – I am just not sold or high or anything on Charlotte and Gordon Hayward. I mean, there's no denying he's playing fantastic. They won four in a row, by the way, four. Yeah, no, no, I know. Um, I just – 
the games I've watched them again are these Sixers games where they where they got absolutely smoked and uh so they've got two in this four game win streak they've two of them have come against the Hawks who we know are struggling a little bit but still I mean mm-hmm. that's probably a probably a playoff team the Knicks yeah. I mean whoosh we can they haven't broken 90 points in three games so they're they're struggling but then they also beat the Pelicans so there's no doubt Charlotte is is playing good basketball and, and I'm I'm comfortable if if Charlotte makes the playoffs I don't know if they're going to if Gordon Hayward continues to play out of his mind I'll gladly say I was wrong about that you know like I'm I'm rooting for Gordon Hayward after that injury it's great to see a guy come back like this but um let's see if he can if he can do it consistently well I'll say this I'm not even saying like like the Hornets are playing really well they're when they won four in a row they started one and five they're six and five now so or excuse me they started two and five they're six and five now but I'm not even talking about them making the playoffs I'm just saying He's having the best year of his career, and we we all crushed him. Yeah. Or well, didn't really crush him. Crushed the contract. I don't think anybody yeah. thought he was a bad player. No, I just don't just, think anybody thought he deserved 120 million. Right. Over four years. That's that. Yeah, it's that third and fourth year of that contract where I think we're going to be like, oh boy, this is the worst contract around. But maybe not. Maybe. But I'll tell you yeah. what. Right now, he's playing like a max player. Yeah. Yes. Um, Has to be said. 50, 40, 90, no matter what. And and scoring 23 points a game, essentially. I mean, he's shooting 93% from the line. He went 10 for 10 tonight. Like His numbers are, are wild. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can hold up either, especially because if Devontae Graham doesn't start playing basketball again, teams are just going to start focusing on Gordon Hayward. Because right? Devontae Graham's still not playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I just thought that was an interesting story because it's obviously because it's the Hornets, it's going to continue. It'll as long as it goes on, it'll continue to fly completely under the radar. Like no one's going to talk about Gordon Hayward playing great or the Hornets playing well because it's the Hornets. Unless they just keep win, if they go on some crazy win streak. But yeah, I eh, agree. no, I mean, I mean they're probably even not so. Going I mean, it. if it was Lamelo Ball, they would be talking about it. Mm-hmm. But by the way, uh, fourteen rebounds, seven assists, three steals. Tonight, yeah, for he's Lamelo a, Ball, he's a stuffer. All right, of the yeah. stat sheet, I yeah. Say. He is a he is a he's, stuffer he's for a sure. Stuffer. Fourteen rebounds for a point guard. I know that's great, and I mean that, and especially because you can get out on the break so much better that mm-hmm. way, you know. Uh, I guess Devonte had a better game tonight, but he's still. I was going to say, yeah, it looks like he had a good game. Two for eight from three, though. I mean, yeah, he's shooting. The, he is not shooting the ball well. He's not. Does not look like he looked last year. Not even close. But Gordon Hayward. You know who you know who uh, said to keep an eye on him was Isaiah Thomas, like little Isaiah Thomas. So oh, okay, everyone's hating on Gordon Hayward, but watch. Or he said something like that at one point. Hmm. Maybe he should be running a team. I don't know. There's a lot of bad GMs out there. This guy. How about the fact that? And I'll go back to the uh, the Washington thing, right? Real quick before yeah. we we have two two quick topics to hit before we wrap up. Um. This guy, Tommy Shepard, gets the GM job in Washington. And I understand he has to salvage the bad decisions that were made by past front offices there. Goes out and get Russell Westbrook. And now because it seems to be a bad fit and they're not good, Scott Brooks is the one who's going to get fired. Like, I don't care who you are, man. Sometimes you just, I don't care what who the coach is. Sometimes you just can't win with a roster. It's not the coach's fault. 
I don't know. He's been there for five years. So, you know, if he gets fired, he gets fired. But I wouldn't blame this situation on Scott Brooks. Right. Unless Scott Brooks was like bullish about getting Russell Westbrook in, I can make it work or something. We don't know if that happened, but. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, yeah we have no idea. Well, I would imagine Tommy Shepard was probably like, well, I'm not getting rid of John Wall any other way. <laughs> right. You know, uh, so it's one one for one and one guy. Oh, and you know what's crazy? We talked about it on here, like how we thought that Washington won the trade because Russell Westbrook's a better player, but John Wall looks very good. Yeah, she year. does. And um, just with with the way Brad Beal looks, like you just, I'd rather just have him taking all the shots, you know? I, yeah. John Wall seems like a guy that, well, we know he's a guy that doesn't need to take five three-pointers a game. Jesus Christ. It might not take any in some games. Well, that I guess that leads to, well, that's it for the games, like covering the games, because there was only the five. There's still, the other two late games are in half or at halftime right now. Yep. Um, the last couple things, I guess since we were just talking about John Wall, we can talk about the other report that came out today is that the Rockets reportedly are getting becoming more confident that Harden will stick it out through the season um, and stay in Houston, which he said something the other night after they won a game where he was like, if we could stay healthy, we can do something special this year. Which is a pretty interesting comment. That, that is, yeah. Do you think he believes that? I mean, that's the well, thing. Well, I think he, there's there's conflicting reports. I think there's some people saying like, no matter what he says, he wants out. Right. I mean, so I don't know. I, I this, just do, the, the I, only reason I bring this up, it it doesn't really matter. There's not a whole lot to say about this other than to say, my overreaction yesterday was that Brad Beal would get traded before Harden. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, you, you're gonna look like a prophet. But yeah. I I mean. I'm really excited to see if this Rockets team can make the playoffs and then we see um, John Wall, Boogie, and James Harden with a decent supporting cast in the playoffs and maybe something special. And and your boy. And my boy, Christian Wood. I mean, ultimately, I think they get absolutely annihilated by, like, and you know what's wild? Like, (laughs) the fact that this report's coming out now, they're three and five. They have the second worst record in the West. Right. They're not playing good. Yeah, but I mean, still, so I mean, three-game win streak changes that immediately. But you're right. Yes, but again, we also have to everything we everything with records this year has to be taken in context of it being a 72-game season and potentially shorter, depending on what happens. Mm-hmm. Like the one thing that has come of this COVID situation, at least to me, is that every game is amplified the importance. Right, and because you don't it, know which ones you're gonna are gonna be basically automatic losses down the road. I mean, I mean, like think about the teams last year who were just starting to surge, and then the season ended. Mm-hmm. Right? Who knows right now? Like, the league says they're not gonna pause, they're not gonna shut down, but who knows if we get to All Star break and they're like, guys, it's out of control. We have all these games we have to make up. We're only gonna do sixty. You know. And then, mm-hmm. and then you were anticipating, like, oh, we're just about to hit our stride. So, like, that's why, to me, it sucks. That's why it's such a shitty situation right now because um, every game is super important because you don't know how long the season's actually going to be. But also, yeah, you don't have your player. Half the teams don't have their players. Right. But the league doesn't care because the Lakers will be there. You know, so, yeah. As long as the Lakers are in the finals, I think that's I think it's really what the league cares about. Yeah, and that they get to the finals. That's about it. Right, right. Um, I think that's it. Oh, the last thing I just wanted to bring up, because we talked about the Sixers and the um, 
and their COVID stuff and their shortened roster, they got fined $25,000 for Mm -hmm. not listing Ben Simmons on the injury report before they rested him on Saturday. It just seems absurd to me. Yeah, well, I, is that was that like a clerical thing that somebody forgot? Or I mean, that's the thing. It, first of all, twenty five k. Who gives a shit? It goes to charity anyway. Like it's just it's such it. It's literally meaningless. But why? I, I don't know. It, were they? Did they think he could play? I mean, this just doesn't seem at all like a situation where there was like foul play or deception going on. You know? Yeah. What, what did guess... they have to gain by not doing like? For handling Philly, let's see. There are was still the, Philly Philly players. Late scratch. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Was it a uh, was it a national nationally televised game? Like, is this going back to that thing about resting players on on primetime games? Or yeah, I don't know. But there's also like this article that I'm looking at right now is like. Embiid, they did the same thing with Embiid, and they sat Embiid. Um, like he wasn't listed, and then they just sat him last second. Why isn't? Why didn't they get fined for that? Like, right. I thought the big thing this year with that change was if it was a primetime nationally televised game. They, was they it a national team? Was that game a national TV it, it, game? That was the Denver game, and I can't remember if it was. Uh, no, it was maybe that's NBA, what it, it was on. Maybe NBA that's TV. what it is, but. But also, but that has to do with them resting him for national TV. This they said he was um, benched because, or th- that they they got fined for not listing him ahead of time. I have no idea. I really don't. Maybe there's maybe the NBA is saying, oh, we would we would have canceled that game had you listed him. Like you messed up, like because Doc Rivers was actually kind of pissed. A, a lot of people were pissed that that this game wasn't. Um, postponed. So maybe the league's retort is, look, we didn't have the proper information for how shorthanded you were. And that kind of makes a little bit of sense, but I don't know. Right, but I think there's there's a lot of Sixers fans, and honestly, rightfully so, who are like, okay, so the league is investigating Philly for not listing Ben Simmons on the injury report, but they... Are le- they're postponing games after they made the Sixers play with seven healthy players. Like, none of it, like, it didn't make sense. Like, people were just like, no one could figure out. But I guess maybe what you're saying makes sense, like... Uh, yeah, like, it's the like league's defense to be like, we, we, didn't know to, we didn't know how shorthanded you were to, to Like, we didn't know it. you had to play Mike Scott, right. or else we maybe would have postponed it. But then why, why not just a slap on the wrist? Why a fine, like... <laughs> I don't. You know I guess I mean? that is a slap on the wrist, honestly, for these owners. But yeah. Um. All right. Well, won't be able to recap this uh, these last two games tonight. But it, it sucks. You know, I I went back and I was looking at a a um a, one of our videos from like a month ago mm-hmm. before the season started, like December seventh or eighth, and literally like within the first five minutes of the video. I was just like, man, I'm not feeling good about this season. Um, I was just like, college basketball games are getting canceled. NFL teams are getting COVID. I was just like, I literally said in it, I was like, if there's any league that can figure it out, it's the NBA. But I don't feel good about it. Yeah. That was that, that was 20 days before the season started or something. 
And I think probably a month before that, the, the roles were reversed. And I was I was very skeptical, didn't understand. And then at that point, I was like, no, no, like NBA's got like this is going to be fine. And now this shit's on thin ice, it looks like. Seems like it, but I feel like they'll we'll see tomorrow. Tomorrow will be interesting. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if the Heat and the Sixers play, which seems like it won't happen, and to see what comes out of the Board of Governors meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not anticipating sweeping changes. Like, I think you agree with that, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, by the way, I was going to say, so because of this situation, this will be the second night in a row that we're not doing bets, right? Because the odds don't come out until like later in the day because we don't know who's playing. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. I think the betting aspect of the show is getting really good. And if you do listen or watch the show, you probably enjoyed it if you're a gambler. So... What I was thinking was, for the time being, if you if an, if enough people hit us up, if anybody hits us up, you can you know leave a rating or review, or you can go to at NBA Morning Deuce on Twitter, um, and let us know. Like I'll just like before the seven o'clock games, I'll start just posting our picks to Twitter. Okay, I like that a lot. And then yeah, because then we can continue to keep the tally of records and things. Right, like, like that. if people want to see it, if they like, we were both doing pretty well up mm-hmm. until this kind of we had to stop. Like you were at five hundred, I was eighteen and ten. I mean, yeah. So if you listen to this and you want us to give our picks, continue to give our picks because we were doing well and potentially winning you guys some money, let us know, and I'll start posting the picks to the to Twitter every day, and then that way they're more updated too. Yeah, but no, and plus, but you gotta let good. us know. You gotta let us know because I'm not gonna do extra work if no one's <laughs> if no one's looking at it. So at NBA Morning Deuce, let us know, or you know, you can leave a comment on this video or Apple, and let us know. And our we'll, boy uh, Gang Time, he'll let us know. He says, "Hey, at eleven thirteen, Gang Time. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, Missed gang? you. Yeah, Gang. That was my guy from. The, I know. That I was know. Gang Time. That's my guy. Regular. Gang Time was my guy from uh, the other night when you were gone. Yeah, he carried you. He was holding it. He was holding it down. So appreciate you uh, checking back in with us. Unfortunately, the show is over. Yeah. So go back. um, Yeah. Yeah. You you can figure it out. You seem like a YouTube pro here. So yeah. So, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow around the same time. So we'll see you then. And let us know if you want the bets. If you want to make some cash, we're here for you. Mm. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Later. Later.